Welcome back to the 11th episode of Why Dawson. I'm Saba. And I'm Paige. And today we're here with Joey O'Neill. Hi, Joey. <laughs> Hi, Saba and Paige. Thank you for having me. So, the burning question, Joey. Why <laughs> Dawson? Ooh, that is a good question. That's the question. On everyone's mind. Um, <laughs> I Yeah, it's interesting. I get asked that question a lot when I go down south or anywhere, and especially by my family, I suppose, but, um, and I think the answer is always different, um, and I didn't really rehearse any type of answer. <laughs> Maybe it's clear from the avoiding of the question right now, um, but, uh, yeah, it's always different, um, you know, why Dawson? Why? Because, yeah, I ask myself that all the time. Um, because it is far, and it is, well, far from where I grew up, of course, if you're lucky enough to, like, have family here as well. Um, it does make my life a little complicated, living between <laughs> places that are across the country. Mm-hmm. Why Dawson? Mainly, I'll say the community, I think, really kept me here. Um, like I was telling you a bit earlier, I came here for SOVA in 2012 and, um, hadn't even spent a summer here before I, like, launched into the winter (laughs) and, like, just, yeah, I wanted to see the Northern Lights. That's, like, the main reason I came all the way up here, even though I know you can see them maybe a bit easier down south (laughs) somewhere, but, um, gosh, I, I was a... A very privileged child and got to go dog sledding in high school and um, wanted to do that again uh, yeah I wanted to see more of the country um, so I came up here and of course like everyone else didn't ex- expect to stay so long mm-hmm. But here we are, and I'm still asking myself the question. There's, like, some weird magic thing about it. Yeah. As I'm sure you've gotten a glimpse of. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. like, the reasoning for why Dawson. Yeah. Like why? A lot of, yeah. Yeah, magic that makes people stay here. We get a lot of people who are like, my family asks me that a lot, but in a different flavor. More like, why are you ditching us? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, all flavors of that question. Yes. All different Wordings. Oh gosh. Yeah. There's the guilt flavor. The guilt flavor. There's the Don't astonishment write flavor. There's like a flavor of, yeah, just like curiosity, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, I um, I hope by the end of this episode, I'll have a better answer for you. Foreshadowing. <laughs> oh, <gosh. You're> Foreshadowing <laughs> to the last question. Ooh, keep listening, <laughs> listeners. Listen. Don't go away. <laughs> Um, okay, well, you just explained what brought you up here, mm-hmm. but I guess since 2012, what's made you stay here? Right, so I was very fortunate to have stumbled upon this idyllic cabin in mm-hmm. West Dawson, and um, that life sort of kept me here for the last, I guess, yeah, eight years. I was seven, eight years I was living in the cabin, um, and that was just a super wonderful experience and I've just recently moved out of that cabin which was like really bittersweet um heartbreaking because I'm a very nostalgic sentimental person that like yeah um puts a lot of symbolism on 
specific locations and things. Um, but yeah, so lucky I had that opportunity. And I feel like I really grew up in that cabin and, uh, and it, yeah, allowed me the space to create some art and have some, yeah, have, like, I mean, I don't know where I would have been otherwise if I hadn't stayed. I would have gone back to Toronto <laughs> and maybe had another artistic education at OCAD or maybe tried to do some more theater. I don't know what I was up to before this moment, but, uh. Yeah, I'm very grateful for the woodland education. And, um, yeah, I, I guess I kind of got addicted to, like, pushing myself in, like, these um, weird physical ways and ways that, like, I never... Like, when I first got here, um, I suppose Sova was posting all these advertisements for housing. Like, oh, there's, like, a place you can live across the river, art students, but you don't have electricity and I was like well I could never do that like I have a sewing machine and I play the guitar and sometimes I plug it in and like I can't I have an electric toothbrush and like I just couldn't imagine like doing that and then slowly I like saw other people doing it and I was like okay well you know I like went to summer camp and like maybe it's similar and like I guess I can learn to chop wood and um yeah over the course of like you know, the eight years I sort of proved to myself and, like, kept proving to myself that it's, like, it's doable for anyone who's, yeah, lucky enough to, like, be able to do it. And mm -hmm. I found myself with, like, a flexible job and, like, very privileged to, like, be able to to have that life. Um, yeah. So definitely don't take that for granted. But um, I don't know. I guess... Every summer and winter, it was like, okay, just one more winter. And like, okay, well, just one more summer. Um, so it really, mm -hmm. it kept me sticking around. A little cabin. <laughs> yeah, a little cabin. <laughs> so how has your art changed since being in Dawson, moving from Toronto? Have things gone a little more acoustic? And when you decided to come up here, did you really have music in mind? Or is that something that kind of grew as you've been living here? So good questions. Yeah, I um, I suppose I have always been into like the folk country mm -hmm. realm. Um, I think I used to play through an amplifier a bit more, but um, yeah, of course, like with the lack of electricity, I put that on hold. Um, I think the subject matter of my songs has definitely evolved. I mean, gosh, I hope like it's been <laughs> almost like ten years, but like. Yeah, I suppose before I came up here, I was really singing a lot about science, and I was singing a lot about just, like, observational, like, societal kind of um, themes. I don't know. I think I didn't have a whole lot of life experience of, like, to tell my own stories at that point, so I was sort of, like looking out at the world and being like, whoa, what's the deal with it? Like a comedian sort of like, wow, isn't science cool and poetic? Which it is. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with singing about science. I mean, that's perfect. But I think the <laughs> way I was perfect. doing it, I couldn't really, yeah, I guess I couldn't really like relate to my own experiences or relationship um, adventures into it. And, um, and there was like a lack of emotional... Yeah, I just, I hadn't really lived that much yet. So over the past 
bunch of time, I think. I've just been able to, like, also just become maybe more vulnerable Mm -hmm. with, like, audiences and not really care about, um, yeah, what other people... I don't know if other people saw into like my soul and <laughs> I can't say my soul in a not um, silly way, yeah. but yeah, anyway, <laughs> yeah, I think, which is maybe another defense mechanism. I, yeah, so I let people see into my soul. That's a scary thing to let and, people do. Yeah, it, it's why I was kicked out of theater school <laughs> when I was 19. <laughs> um, they were like, we can't watch you on stage because... It, you're awkward and it's difficult and you're like doing finger guns in Shakespeare <laughs> scenes and like we can't have this <laughs> and I was like that's fair but um but yeah so I think the way I've changed is or in my art practice at least is maybe just become more comfortable with myself and my story and uh like maybe I'll sing about science one day maybe. again if it, it has would like become a deeper... like full circle yeah I'll sing about some science yeah. When we yeah. lose Bill Nye, <laughs> yeah. when you oh, join a song dedicated no. to yeah. Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid that. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay, well, let's move on to the next question. <laughs> um, I guess, like, we find a lot of people here end up making work about Dawson or using Dawson, like the land itself, or I don't know, just whatever they find in the dump. Etc. Um, do you find your music or like music videos are about Dawson or are used by Dawson? Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Absolutely. It's hard not to inject like a bit of it into, I mean, it like, yeah, this place we live plays such a big part in all of our lives because it's, you know, so specific and unique. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I guess also. I don't know. I, I also want to try to share it with um, people who don't understand where we're living as much as like yeah. I can from my perspective, at least. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do find I'm singing more about like the midnight sun or like Dawson bar culture <laughs> or just like small town relationships. And I've definitely had people in audiences of like little Dawson House concerts at times in years past, you know, um, if I'm singing like a sad love song about someone and then there's like someone under the influence of something in the audience sort of like yelling, like, I know who that's about and like oh, just no. kind of calling me out oh. and being like, oh, that, she's singing about my friend and it's <laughs> like, oh no, I'm so exposed. But um, yeah, it's like sort of unavoidable, I think, in this <laughs> town to like, oh, everyone gosh. knows everyone's business and to sort of, yeah, not be obvious is yeah. difficult. So I have to like be okay with, yeah, everyone knows kind of what I'm talking about, I guess. Yeah. Um, and if they don't, then welcome to town. Welcome to town. <laughs> You'll get to your new year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's kind of a bit of the con of the community is everybody knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. But what would you say, how would you say you've grown since since having such a supportive community around you? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think growing up in Toronto, I never really felt that community um, feeling. <laughs> and I think the only other place that I felt like a part of something where, you know, 
I feel like, I don't know, people didn't generally look around on the TTC and, <laughs> you know, it wasn't this, like, camaraderie, like, hey, we're all in it together, and, like, isn't yeah. this a special place? And, like, sometimes you catch someone's eye line, and it would be a rare, nice thing, but in general, I think, I just, I got here and was like, wow, everyone, it's like summer camp, and then everyone was like, okay, well, you're very lucky to have attended summer camp, but, like, um, but no, this is just, like, a community, and it just blew my mind that um, I hadn't found that elsewhere before. Um, so, yeah, like learning how to be a part of a community and like take part in things and like give back and volunteer or be present. And um, yeah, I, it was really helpful to learn that on a smaller scale, like up here. And then now, or not now, of course, with the pandemic, I'm not going back to Toronto um, as of recently, but um, but in the past when I would go back to Toronto after having lived here for a bit, like I would sort of have the tools in my kit to mm-hmm. understand how to then be a part of a community. And I found myself like, you know, once being really intimidated and overwhelmed by like, oh, where do I start in a big city like Toronto? Mm-hmm. But um, after having lived here, I found it really easy to kind of go back to the big city and the big city <laughs> and like, um, yeah, and like volunteer for stuff or like go mm-hmm. to open mics or go to like find out about cool events or make friends on the subway. And I don't know if I'm just making more eye contact now um, and waving at people having like lives here. But um, yeah, I rambled away from the original question and now I forget what we were talking about. It was something about community, right? Community. Yeah. Community in general. I community. think you hit it on the nose. you got to put cool. your soul out there. Yeah. yeah. It's me waving. Hi. Hello, world. Hello, hello, hello. Okay. Well, now more into your music. Um, What got you into it, and especially the genre in which you sing, like, folky? Yeah. um, I guess it all started when I was kicked out of theater school. What a story. (laughs) Um, I guess that was like maybe 2009 um, or so and I say kicked out but it sounds like really violent like I I didn't vandalize anything (laughs) like I didn't you know but it's um, yeah competitive um, atmosphere and if you're like not at a certain point um, Mm -hmm. where they have been able to like direct you and mold you into like what they think a good actor is then they just let you go. So they let me go, and um, and I guess I was still like going out for auditions and things in Toronto for very silly like um, like made for TV kind of Canadian movies, or maybe like a commercial for Blockbuster or whatever. We all know how that turned out for them. <laughs> um, I don't know, like a Swiss chalet thing. And I was like, okay, well, I guess beggars can't really be choosers, and I was just like at this one audition where I just really embarrassed myself because I didn't really care about what I was auditioning for, which is not professional um, on behalf of, like, I was just, like, embarrassing my the agent who, like, sent me out, basically. And it was, like, this made-for-TV thing about, like, Don Cherry's life, and I <sighs> didn't really care. Um, and I totally messed up the audition, and they 
sent me away being like, you should be ashamed of yourself. And yeah, I sort of realized like if you're going to be an actor, you have to like wait for the perfect role or the perfect part to come up. Like unless you're going to really write a one person show or stage something yourself and produce it yourself. It's like so hard to, you know, always be waiting for someone else to hire you Mm -hmm. and audition for the right thing. So yeah, I guess music started to appeal to me a bunch more because as a musician, I mean, it is sort of a more like, I don't know, I guess like nowadays, maybe not in the olden days, but you can, it's like easy to plan your own show and go on tour and make your own stuff. So that really appealed to me. And like telling my own stories and not having to like butcher someone else's material was really nice um, for a second. Yeah, so I started singing some shows around Toronto and um, got a little more serious about that and then went to music school. And uh, folk genre, at least, I guess I got into that because I was just, I was very lucky to have parents who like shared their favorite music with me when I was growing up. So I really grew up on like Joni Mitchell and Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young and Simon and Garfunkel and Cat Stevens, I don't know, all these folk folk artists, um, among other great musical stylings. But I guess, yeah, that was just like a genre that I felt like I could do myself. I don't know. I was never good enough to be a jazz musician or like, you know, like um like like a soul singer like I don't know so so I was like I'll do folk um but yeah that just sort of came out of um I guess yeah this musical education my parents gifted me with but absolutely I like the idea of you writing your own story with your music Mm -hmm. we were kind of wondering a bit more about your process do you write your lyrics before you write the music or what comes first or how does inspiration arise? Yeah, um, I guess some, I mean, it's always different and sometimes I'll be humming a tune. Usually it's like in my car (laughs) and then I'll be like doing a little voice memo and just humming a thing. But, um, but more often than not, I'll, I guess like a sentence or a line will just kind of hit me and I'll either yeah, be like writing it down or yelling at Siri to take <laughs> dictation and then she like gets it wrong and it's really confusing. <laughs> I like have to enunciate the syllables um, to get it right. But yeah, it's usually words first. And um, and then I'm, I'm not great at coming up with melodies. It's one of the most frustrating things. And technically on the guitar, like I don't know theory that well, which I think learning that might make my life easier as a musician. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm always afraid and paranoid I'm going to rip someone else's melody off and it's going to be a whole thing. But um, so far, I think I've dodged it. If anyone's listening, let me know if I'm ripping anyone off. Um, it's so hard not to. There's eight notes. Thank you. Yes. It's possible. Yeah, it's true. So sometimes I have heard myself like going in like a very familiar direction and I'm like, oh, got to sing up here where I was going to sing down. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I guess while I'm sort of reading out the lyrics out loud a melody will just kind of come to me and it's sort of like however yeah whatever the most natural way um of sort of vocalizing the words seems that'll just be the melody it's really not (laughs) technical the way I do it but um that's how it's gone so far 
Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I try. <laughs> really hard. Really hard. Yeah. Um, well, currently, are you working on anything? Well, um, yeah, I have some more music videos in the mix. Of course, I've just had another tour sort of canceled, mm. and then this other sort of more last-minute um, revision of the last tour um, come up. So I'll be heading to NWT soon, or I guess when yeah. this airs, I'll just have just played the Folk on the Rocks Festival. So, oh my gosh, it was so much fun! <laughs> Yeah. It went so well. It went so well. Um, but otherwise, project-wise, yeah, music videos, just thinking of more content I can make to be more present on the internet, as <laughs> we all have to be now, which is good. I feel like usually I'm a curmudgeon with technology, so the pandemic's really, yeah, opened my mind <laughs> up to the tech world. Um, and I am trying to learn how to play the theremin. Okay. And that's what I'm working on. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> it is fun. Yeah. Have you ever played the theremin? Yes, actually. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That was my graduation gift. Oh, my yeah. I was theremin. <laughs> Do you have it here? No. Oh, theremin band. <laughs> I think there's cool. at least three theremins in town, but Whoa. maybe more in secret. Wow. You could Probably. Just put on the crier and be like, I want to start a band. Yeah, it's all you I've kind of listened. Yeah, I have to. I think I have to like experiment with the theremin through a different amplifier. That's not my like little tiny nine volt amp because it's it's it does not sound good the way I'm doing it. It's like <laughs> my amplifier is so small it sounds like this little like elephant puppet that's like tiny and he's like maybe playing a broken trumpet. It like it's tiny really elephant. not great but you know just working on like the hand movements and yeah it's very it's well, becoming intuitive but yeah <laughs> you know teacher Joe units on your albums yeah that's yes, the goal yeah that's the goal I was looking for thereminists to maybe hire to put on the next album that's the dream but then I was like could I just do this you could and the answer this. is maybe <laughs> I don't know we yet. will see yes we will well, Joey, the question that continues to burn, and they burn to the to end burn. of time. Why Dawson? Oh my gosh, here we are at the end of our road. Um, <laughs> why Dawson? I'll add something else to my original reasoning and maybe say um, how refreshing it is to have people constantly like coming into town and injecting this like new creative energy and just like the transient nature just like I mean it is heartbreaking people coming and going so quickly yeah. and then having to like readjust and make new friends and then say goodbye and it is kind of exhausting but um the fact that I've like been staying in one place for so long and have still never become bored and have still like managed to meet people that now I can drive across the country well not now but like you know yeah. usually and then see like meet people from from um all who came through Dawson and just like know someone in every mm -hmm. in every province and um yeah there's just so many people with so many ideas and generally I think people in town are on board to 
get on board with whatever their ideas are. So like, yeah, like I'm describing, I mean, you've made this lovely podcast and thank you for having me on it. And thank you for being on it. Gosh, thanks for bringing your creative brains to Just Dawson me. City for however long you will be here. A little bit of juice. Hmm? A little bit of juice. A little bit of juice. <laughs> Creative juices or whatever. <laughs> yeah, in all flavors. In all, all flavors of juices. Okay, well, <laughs> we've come to the end. Hmm. Is there a way you'd like to plug yourself? Ooh, um, you can go to joeyoneal.com for more <laughs> videos and fun. And, um, videos and fun. Oh. Videos and fun. <laughs> yeah, fun extras. I don't know, you know, like in the... Maybe not, I guess <laughs> I'm dating myself. I'm like, you know, like in the late 90s when, <laughs> like, there would just be, I don't know, it's like, go to my website, and there was, like, fun stuff, like yes. games or desktop wallpapers you could download. I should do that. But, yes. yeah, there's some fun stuff up there. Yeah, I there's have, little, like, lyric like books. And... Mm-hmm. They're very fun to <laughs> yeah, virtually flip through. Thank through. you. Knock See, okay, off. my website is fun. Go to my website. And, um... And I've also been learning to use the TikTok. Oh, yes. So that's an adventure. So I am the Joey O'Neill on the TikTok. But everywhere else, I'm just at Joey O'Neill. The Joey O'Neill or the Joey O'Neill? You know what? I think you're right. The Joey Mm O'Neill sounds more um, um, pretentious. So we'll say the Joey (laughs) O'Neill. On the TikTok. On the TikTok. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Spotify at Y Dawson. I'm Sava. And I'm Paige. And that was Joey O'Neill. Bye. Bye.